0: What's up, fromies? Welcome back to First Rounds on Me, a podcast about dating, relationships, love, sex, and everything in between. I'm your host, Steve, along with my co-host and First Rounds on Me founder and CEO, Joe Feminella. Today's guests are J.D. Samuels-Kuba and Lauren Rosenberg, a.k.a. the love agents of Hollywood. They're founders of LJM, an exclusive matchmaking service which helps eligible bachelors and bachelorettes determine who is the best fit for them. They believe dating should be fun, something we all seem to forget. Jiddy and Lauren, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, was that from our website? That was
0: from your website, yeah. We wrote
1: that so long ago, I was like, it kind of sounds familiar, <laughs> and I feel like we do so much more than, we need to beef up our website. Let,
2: let's I like us Give a more detailed full, full description. Rewrite. Full rewrite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it was great. Um, so yeah, I mean, I know you've probably told the story a million times, but do you wanna give the, our new audience like a quick backstory on how you guys started together?
1: Sure, um, I feel like you tell it really well.
2: Okay, all right, all right then. Okay, so (laughs) I had heard through the grapevine that there was a Hollywood assistant who had a side hustle as a matchmaker. And I was like, wait, it's like an actual side hustle? Like she's making money doing this while being while working as an assistant. And I was like, Why didn't I think of that? Because I was setting up My friends, very successfully, I would introduce people and they would inevitably hook up as well. So it was both casual and I was like actually setting people up um, intentionally. And I had, um, well, I still have um, a group for for women that work in the industry um, as industry executives. And we have uh, an event called Table for Eight, which is kind of like a matchmaking event for women in the industry where we will curate tables for um, for like 100 women, but we select where everyone is going, like eight to a table, okay. and we curate it. And because I was in charge of figuring out who would be match made at each table, like let's say there's 10 different tables, eight women at each, I made sure that JD was at my table because I had this idea of teaming up with her. Mm. I didn't even know her personally but i had this like grand scheme of us working together
3: how'd you know about her
2: how'd i know about her yeah because i had heard through the grapevine i think through my, my reputation re- proceeded oh, so yeah wait,
3: were you the matchmaker that you were referring to in the beginning of the story yes yeah. oh, okay yes gotcha
2: was I not clear? Sometimes I'm not the
3: best. Maybe I'm just stupid. Story I think it's been a long week for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. It's for the, me. Rain. At at the rain. I blame the rain.
2: So I. You heard
3: through the grapevine that she was matchmaking people yes. and you were like, yes, that's as crazy. a side
2: hustle. As a, yeah. I was Which, like, that's crazy. Why didn't I ever think of that?
0: Also, you're the first person in, that works in Hollywood who has had time for a side hustle from everything I've heard. Especially I feel as like assistant. everyone
2: in Hollywood does like
1: 10 different things. Really?
0: I feel like yeah, everyone like, I know is so busy, but you would know better I than I act, me,
1: but... I write, I direct, I edit. Like normally everyone is a multi-hyphenate. Fair, I guess. You know so. what
0: I but mean? It, yeah.
2: But well, I, I think maybe back then it wasn't as usual, and especially for a woman. Well, and also to do too.
1: something that was unrelated to mm. or seemingly unrelated, unrelated yeah. to
2: mm. entertainment. Usually side hustles are somewhat related mm. to what we do in the industry, or or it's like real estate or something like that. Like right, this right. is like totally unexpected. like I just didn't even like think about it. She's a great macro I think you her and I were just talking about this. but anyway, I had this grand scheme. she had no idea. I made sure that she was at my table. She me. I did trick her a little bit. I made sure she was at my table so I could become friends with her um, and find out more about her side hustle and explain to her why we would be a good fit. And I completely forgot about this idea that I had but then we ended up sitting next to each other. Like, across from each other. And then I think it just organically developed. We we, we were friends first, but then quickly became so what was the original partners. event
3: that you wanted to sit next to her at? Like, this 8 Yeah, this table room. for eight table that for Lauren eight. helped so,
2: curate. Yes. Fill so, in the blank. She's the better
3: storyteller.
1: <laughs> no. So, uh, no, you kicked that off wonderfully. Don't sell wonderfully. yourself short.
0: You're kind of like Hitch, though, where you, like, you kind of see, like... An opportunity and you you make it happen oh yeah that is lauren
1: all the way and she match makes in so many areas of her life you Mm -hmm. know she helps
2: people find jobs and she's Mm -hmm. just so great that way so the women's group she mentioned. I feel like you should Hollywood, say the name. Yeah, it's called Hollywood West Women Executive Stronger. But
3: now that's together. not an actual event to connect them with men. It's just no, no. No, This them.
2: is, connect and women. by the way, I know. Matchmaking like, like like women.
3: With women. With exactly. women exactly. in the
2: industry to networking. make connections. Networking. Oh, but not, yes. like,
3: not like romantically.
2: <laughs> not romantically. Not yet, okay. I see where the confusion <laughs> I mean, is
3: I now. I thought that she I'm was I'm a confusing like,
2: person.
1: <laughs> We've been able you to, able all to out. identify. Like, I had
3: 80 people here matchmaking them. And I was like, well, why do you need.
2: Although that would be a fun event, too. We should, we should get on that one. Sure. Um, That's an yeah.
3: unscripted thing in itself. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a whole different story. That was, like, my whole day-to-day. Anyway, okay, so um, so we sat next, like, across from each other, and I was like, oh, my gosh, my grand scheme, and then I was reminded of it, um, and then one thing led to another, and our friendship organically developed, and I just started sending her single women mm-hmm. and, you know, some single some single men as well, and... I basically forced her to get into business with me because I was sending her so it's maybe true. I had no choice.
1: Yeah, I had put a lot of time and energy into getting this off the ground as Lauren mentioned. I was an executive assistant in the industry at the time and so I was very very proud of this side hustle that people were starting to, you know, clearly hear about and so the idea of working with anyone I was like I don't need anyone. I'm doing so great on my own. Why do I need help? But then it turned out Lauren, after I met her at this event, she started referring what essentially became half my database. And so I kept saying, no, no, but she gave me all these reasons to say yes. And at first it was very slow because I was so reluctant. Like, okay, maybe if you make a referral, then that person, maybe I'll give you commission off of that individual. And then it became so many people. I was like, fine, you know, it feels like because you have an interest in matchmaking, why don't you at least sit in on the, we call them intake interview sessions, where we get to know the client and what who they are, what they're looking for. Why don't you sit in on those so you can more effectively matchmake them? But then it occurred to me. You know, wait, but she doesn't know who's in my database. How will she know who we can match them with? So, okay, why don't you sit in on those sessions too? So <laughs> she did that, and then truly, like, just was referring. I mean, Lauren knows everyone. I'm shocked she doesn't already know the three of you in this room. Now so, I do, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So she's a people collector in the best way possible, and so, and they're all like, she's not the kind of person who will forget your name and face. Like, she will meet you now, and it's in a 10 blessing years from and a curse.
2: <laughs> So she's just really
1: wonderful that way. And so she was just a great person to naturally go into business with. And, you know, I'm sure you'll see here by the end of all of this, like we are very yin and yang. We don't just, you know, the blonde, the brunette, Mm -hmm. like it's, it's not just an appearance, but it's it's, deep. Yeah, it definitely, it runs deep. Um.
0: Well, yeah, I've I've heard that you are a little more kind of analytical with your approach and and Mm -hmm. you're a little more on the gut kind of is that is that right? You did, did I homework. hear correctly? Yeah. Well, just from the You read and the website.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think my gut has always led me in my personal life, dating wise and career wise. I've heard of this thing on TikTok called lucky girl syndrome. Oh, and me? I feel like, have you heard of it? I have. Yeah. I just read an article about it at 4 a.m. in the morning. Um, so by no means an expert in this. But I feel like my gut instinct Kind of lines up with this lucky girl what's syndrome. What's the I lucky re- girl syndrome? <laughs> do you know what it's about? I, just I do. Gr- it was a okay, while yeah, ago that it. I saw this on
1: TikTok. So if I'm getting this wrong, let me know. But from my recollection, yeah. it's I think um, in, throughout the day, start noticing the positive things that, you know, that you may have overlooked. So, for example, um, you we're trying to find Lauren's drink, and you went to three different locations to do so, right? Which um, I'm <laughs> sure we'll get into at some point. <laughs> but um, maybe when you were at the third location, you found a penny on the floor. I don't know, this is a terrible sure. example. But no, it's not, I
3: actually pick up pennies on heads whenever I see one, and I make a wow. wish. Oh, you You're, you're a lucky f- boy syndrome. And I flip it to make sure that someone else gets to pick it up next. Aww. That's you're you're pass-
2: You're paying it forward. Yeah,
3: I pick up every penny on heads. That's very considerate of you. Like a wish. Like, I, you know, I'm, like, manifesting my energy for the day. Yeah. It's usually the same thing all the time. And then I'm like, I hope someone else picks this up and... The same.
1: Well, yep. if that bleeds over into other areas of your life, then your fiance is a lucky lady. <laughs> oh, she
0: is. And he's a lucky guy, too. Aww. But I actually, I actually pick up every penny on tails and flip it over for the next person.
1: They're going to say, I pick up every penny and I keep it so no one else can
0: No, have. I, I, I set it up That's that actually more noble. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, I can read right here. The, the lucky girl oh, syndrome yeah. is just oh. the latest interpretation of the law of assumption, which proposes that when we act as though what we want is already our reality and believe it, then we're rewarded with the things we most desire in life. That is
1: definitely a more effective way of expressing it. But yeah, the idea that you start to notice these these positive, lucky things in your life, and you'll because you do that, it will start to self manifest. Sure,
3: yeah. I strongly believe that. Yeah, like strongly. It's like we always talk about. it. There's two ways to look at everything, and if you look at something positively, that just sets you up to think about everything positively and like exactly just build on it. But yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I was having this conversation with a single friend yesterday about signs there. Was, she had recently. Um, oh, I
2: know who you're talking about. You
1: do? Okay, I just, don't say. But <laughs> she had um, she had recently gotten out of something and then like a mirror broke in her house and she took it as a sign that maybe she shouldn't have gotten out of this relationship. And. I was like, what if, you know, the mirror broke because it was shattering, you know, this old Mm -hmm. version of you and now you're this new, strong, empowered woman. You can look at any sign as positive or negative and it's just all, you know, a matter of the lens you see it through. And so that's something, you know, that we try to work with Mm -hmm. our clients Mm -hmm. with, too, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is, you know, just attitude really goes a long way.
3: That's awesome. Yeah, even
1: if you're
2: on a date and it's not a match and it's not a match, you need to make the most of it. Because, like, it's myopic to just be like this. I'm never going to see this guy again. Why do I care? But what if meeting him leads you down a certain path to your person or Mm -hmm. maybe to another another job? Um, Also, it's like maybe have a good night, have some free drinks. Like, I actually got my first job in Hollywood from J-Date from someone I didn't even meet. But we were, like, chatting on J-Date and he offered to send my resume to Paradigm, and then I ended up in the mailroom. And I could have just been like, this guy on J.D. doesn't have a picture. I'm not interested. I'm not even going to talk to him. But I guess I humored him enough to chat with him, and then he offered to help me.
3: Yeah, I, I think that's exactly right. I think just going on a date, I think people get stuck with the uh, the pressure of, oh, I need to fall in love, right? I need to be in a relationship with this person I'm going on a date with. Instead of just going and saying, I hope I have a good night. Whatever that yeah. is, it is. and. Like every date I've ever went on with somebody, Mm -hmm. only obviously one worked where I ended up with the person. But I remember all those people and kind of in a positive way, right? Whether we became friends or I helped them with something or they helped me with something. But just going Mm -hmm. or learning like, okay, this is what I don't want when I meet someone next. Just going is the key. (laughs)
2: Right.
3: Yeah, and – no, no, no
2: I, 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 wait. So, how did you and your fiance meet?
3: Yes, uh, I mean, I tell this story. People, are, he's probably sick of it. Sorry, no, but I actually it love. It. I like telling it. But uh, we met the same way that first rounds on me was made for. Right. So while I was making it, I still use Hinge, and I was a big fan of Hinge. And she had liked me, and I straight up told her, like, not in a, like, not in a. Uh, you're direct. Yeah, I was like, listen, like, I hate being on these apps. It's so overwhelming. I'm really interested in you. Would you like to meet me for a date? And she said, yeah, I'm free tonight or Wednesday. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll see you tonight. What kind of stuff do you like? Mm-hmm. She was like, I'm a vegan. I, I Googled vegan spots. I was like, all right, is this place good? I'll see here at eight o'clock. She said, sure.
1: Was it Crossroads?
3: Crossroads is one of my favorites. So she has top three are Via Corota, Crossroads, and Gracias Madre is ours because... That's where our first date was. Aww. Yeah. Wait,
2: what's yeah. the first one?
3: Via Carota.
2: I've never. I don't know I, that one. Yeah, either. it's I need an to
3: Italian, it an Italian spot on oh, okay. Santa Monica. But I mean, in West Hollywood. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. What's <laughs> <But, laughs> your uh, favorite? Yeah, so, so that's, so that's all all that
1: non-vegan. I'm assuming you're not vegan. <laughs> well,
3: well, even even regular Italian restaurants. When mm. you grow up in an Italian household, it's it's tough to like get that experience at a restaurant. Sure. And then making it vegan also, it's like you know vegans do a lot of food very well, but Yeah, Italian Italian food about cheese. My bar is so high that it's just not going (laughs) to
0: get there. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Lauren, I wanted to circle back. When you said, you know, go out, get some free drinks. I was just wondering, like, where are these free drinks at? Like, where can we go get them? <laughs> I was gonna you mean as up. a man? Oh, I thought it was for everybody. <laughs> she
1: meant the women.
0: Oh, I see. We're really gender okay, stereotyping okay. at our company. Yeah.
1: Like, that's what we're about. I so. you. <laughs> women get me free drinks, so too. So <laughs> do you tell
3: the clients, like, hey, if you're going out with a guy, the drinks are free. Make sure well, he pays for those drinks. Well, our
1: business model is structured as such. So the men don't pay to work with our company. It's just the women. And it's also very different because, like Lauren said, it's a side hustle for us. It's more about... Um, we're, what, the equivalent of, like, a year of match.com. It's not, like, comparable to other matchmaking companies that are $10,000 for a guaranteed eight matches, you know, or whatever the different tiers are. It's it's pretty much the same. We have, like, a, two levels, but for the most part, um, it's, like, between I'm trying to think what our latest rates are, but it's no more than $500 well, for, like, is- a, six months of matchmaking. Oh, so- and that's
3: just – as many dates as you guys set up for them
1: Yeah, we're very quality over quantity. The goal is always to nail it on the first try and of course that's not always realistic. It can be a process as you get to know people as you get to you know figure out if what is we call it a dating persona you know what are they like on the date it could be very different than they present to us. So mm-hmm. it can be a process to figure out what some who someone is and what they're looking for. but at the end of the day um, for us, it's definitely, I think the moment you guarantee a number of matches, there's significant pressure to, in some ways, compromise the integrity of what you're doing as a matchmaker because the chances that you have that many people in your database that fit what that person wants and someone's looking for them back, it's slim. So we we have people sign up for a period of time instead of a number and everyone's referred to us they know you know that we've had success so there's a bit of trust and comfort in that and they know our hearts are in the right place but we let people know up front it's all about the quality not the quantity if we don't nail it on the first try you know maybe you'll meet like 3 or 4 people in 6 months mm-hmm. through us maybe it's 8 There's there's no guarantee. But the only guarantee is that we are trying our absolute hardest to find someone wonderful for you. I think
3: that's great because Mm -hmm. just hearing you say that me thinking if I knew that I had 10 dates in the year or 10 Mm -hmm. matches in the year, I would look forward to all 10 and not really care about the one, two and three because I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm excited about all of them. Yeah, it's like this
1: (laughs) swiping mentality. Is there something better out there? But you know, as as a matchmaker, like we have experimented with all different business models, you know, when we first got started, and when you do that, like let's say Julia signs up for six months and she's told she gets five matches through you. If we only had two, and then we're like, oh my gosh, but she paid us. What do we do about these other three? You know, back in the day, we used to. I mean, this studio is right by the Grove. We used to go to the Grove, try to like walk up to guys who we didn't know anything (laughs) about. We had these like really just like cute little business cards. And you know, the two of us would do our thing and talk to a guy, which when you're in a relationship, you know, the last thing now we're both married, but like, I have no interest in like not hitting on, but like talking to just single guys to convince them, you know, like come (laughs) meet other single women through us. It's just the recruiting aspect is not something that we're as interested in for even liability purposes. We want to know that when we introduce someone we work with to someone else, like there is someone either we can vouch for them personally, or we know someone who knows someone who knows someone who can vouch for them. So there is a little bit of exclusivity, but there's also most importantly, um, we feel like we can go to sleep at night knowing, you know, a client of ours, you know, is very unlikely to get like sexually assaulted Mm -hmm. or something if they go on a date with someone we introduce them to. So, the last thing we want is to be like, oh my gosh, this person has three more matches. Let's go to Erewhon and you know hand out our business cards. And should have
2: gone th- there first.
3: Yeah. It's probably <laughs> very more likely to get assaulted on set for a woman.
1: Oh yeah, that too. Um,
3: but how did you start?
1: Oh sure. So uh, I at the time I was working for Seth MacFarlane. The matchmaking had nothing to do with him. I just happened to be his assistant. And you know, I wish I could say there was oh, there's so much free time. I didn't know what to do with myself, but there was not any free time. But that being said, I noticed while working at Family Guy, there were really quality singles. And I didn't understand why they were all, you know, the ones who were single. There were so many women in particular who were just the most beautiful, sweet, um, intelligent, funny people who were like in their 30s and 40s and single. And I knew that wasn't, you know, they would come to work sometimes crying because they had a bad date and I'm going to be alone forever. And these were people who wanted children and I just didn't understand it. Um, I was fresh out of college. I was, um, gosh, like 22 years old. I was a production assistant when I first started there, and you know, just slowly worked my way up. I eventually, um, I left there as a writer. But when I, at the time with the matchmaking, I was Seth's assistant, and so that was when it really. So many people had been whispering in my ear, like because I had set up people for fun. It gets really, really. Um, I'll circle back How to all that, that? but set people up for
2: fun, just like in college or, you know, like like how did you do it? Like how, like the
3: mechanics? Well, like say all these women in the industry, right? Mm -hmm. Say there's 10 women, right? Mm -hmm. How did you, like you said, find the men for them to meet in the beginning? Yeah, so,
1: okay. So it gets really incestuous when you're setting up friends. So what I did was I started telling people. I was spreading the word, hey, you know, it's how Lauren eventually heard about it. Like, hey, just tell people this is what I'm doing. And I did want it to be very... Grassroots word of mouth, so I had that level of trust with people, and I had never done it professionally. So, you know, also it's not like I could I could have advertised. Plenty of people do that um, when they don't have anything to back it up with. But it's like, yeah, I'm just going to let people know I'm slowly, you know, exploring this area, and I had some success setting up people, um, you know, just friends and, and things like that. And so I figured I'll spread the word. I'll say this is what I'm doing because of who um, I had surrounded myself with, most of the referrals were in the entertainment industry and it just slowly grew from there. So it was men, women, and uh, business model wise, I started charging both because why not, right? It makes sense, you charge the men, you charge the women. Um, straight couples, LGBTQ+, plus, like whoever, it makes sense to just charge everyone the same thing. And what I found, and this is a terrible thing to say, so I apologize to anyone who is the exception, because okay. there's outliers. <laughs> But the, the guys that were interested in working with me back then were just really socially awkward, not conventionally attractive, not the kind of people that the, the women I was working with who were paying me were actively seeking. And so it, it, that is also, and this wasn't even your question, but- No, but you this know, is it, like,
3: kind of I kind of wanted to understand it all, but this is- Yeah, so I experimented I <laughs> with different
1: business models and I had to kind of change my rates. And so first I lowered it for men. Then I was like, you know what, men—I have brothers, and men are treating on dates all the time. So if they're being gentlemen and they're picking up the tab on a date, why do they also have to pay for a matchmaking service? Maybe I can get better guys if I say, hey, give me a chance to take a crack at it or two. It's free; like it won't bruise your ego. You know, it won't cost you anything other than what you're already doing, which is treating someone when they take you out on a date. So let me do my thing and. Sure enough, like word spread. And I think that's also the um the trick with other companies that charge. It's it's difficult to, I guess, have the model we do because how do you pay employees? How do you pay your mortgage on, you know, on the building that you're in or whatever? It's um if you have a brick and mortar. Um, but for us, because it's a side hustle, we can kind of get away with, oh, we're not gonna charge half the people we work with, right? Stupid for business. Um at, but is it?
3: Because you're well, making the overall experience of your business better.
1: Yeah. So I was going to say stupid for business on first impression, right, when you first look at it. But, yeah, at the end of the day, it's exactly what you're saying. It was better overall because why would anyone want to work with us if we can't match them with the people they're looking for? So it just really allowed us to – it gave us the flexibility to run the company in the way that we wanted. Or I should say, you know, before mm-hmm. even – when when we started working together, was that the model? We or? were
2: still – we were still charging both when we started working yeah, together. I think and it then was, we changed it once mm-hmm. we started. Yeah. W- once we were like working together Well, a few you also, years or so. but
1: that was the realization that we came to was we just weren't working with the men that we wanted to work with for on
2: behalf of the like, women. Like we so. want we want men that don't need to pay for a matchmaking right. service. Not basically. that the women need to pay. The women are willing to right. be more vulnerable. I think yeah, it's something.
1: just they—they they are more, and again, here's here's this gender stereotyping. It's they're more willing to put aside their egos and acknowledge the yes. fact that dating in a city like LA is really difficult. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, if there's two people that could step in and with an assist, why not? Whereas with guys, it's like, well, I'm getting chicks on my own. You know, <laughs> why yeah, do and, I need to have and someone help me? Also, uh,
3: if you use a business model to make money. Mm-hmm. it's just a business model to make money and you have a business model to help people fall in love so it's like you can choose which one you want right like mm-hmm. if you want to make money yeah sure have men you know pay but if you are in the business to be in the business of believing in it then yeah the experience is better and just your goal is to find right. love and make less money who cares
1: right and i i truly from the bottom of my heart and this is you know i the i We have great relationships with matchmakers all over the country, internationally even, and I respect those business models and we get a lot of flack within the community for the business model we have, but I genuinely, we stand behind it and we really think it's what's best for our clients because- it does allow us to to lead with love. And I think everyone goes into this business for the right reasons. You know, no one would open a matchmaking company if they didn't if they weren't like hopeless romantics that just (laughs) wanted to help people find love and those connections. But then all of a sudden, you know, when you start too big too soon and you have employees and you have all these expenses, you have to justify these like exorbitant rates that you're charging people. And some people are really wonderful at it and they make it work and, you know, that works for them. But for us, it's, um, you know, we really just, it's a passion and we don't ever want to, I don't know. I just think it, it, it works
2: for us. Well, yeah. And then every once in a while, a woman is like, well, the guys don't pay. That seems unfair. But I think it's also unfair to ask guys to cave into this gender, gender
3: stereotype every single time of paying. You also... Became friends with that guy who made the game book, right? Yeah, and you were saying that you go to his some of his events, and it's these guys
0: who mm. need like social help, right? Guy? What is it, Neil no. Strauss? Not Neil Strauss. Uh, he's in the book. Or Neil Strauss? Yeah, he's in Neil's book. His name's but Owen which Cook. Guy?
1: Which one was he?
0: Um, in the book, mm-hmm. Tyler Durden. Oh, okay. He's become much more of like a, like a oh, yeah, self-help Herbin. coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, But
1: what was his... Oh, sorry. You know, you go, go. I just love that book, but it was so long ago that I read it. I, in college, a guy friend of mine was like, you need to read this so you know when guys are trying to like do these tricks <laughs> no on you. Yeah. Yeah. Mic- yeah, exactly. But there were different like schools of thought, right? Like peacocking. There's like mm-hmm. what neuro-linguistic
2: programming
1: and...
0: Negging. That's where negging... Wait, did I just
2: is? say yeah. Lee Strauss? Isn't that the Levi person?
0: Yes. <laughs> Le- yeah. <laughs> Neil? Neil Strauss. It's Neil, Neil Strauss, Strauss who I, I love his, his he's a great writer. Yeah.
1: Podcast is amazing yeah, he's too. Great. Yeah. Um, but w- so Owen, what's his um like camp of kinds of um
0: well he's in their in their world. So everything mm-hmm. that like he he kinda like grew up on their all their practices. So everything that's in that book he kind of like taught and perfected, but he's since like gone on to be like a general like business coach and self help kind of guy and gotcha. Um yeah, he's he's really grown and expanded from like that whole world. Yeah, um, but my point was that like you, oh yeah, so you
3: said that you've gone to events and the guys who pay for his service are a little socially awkward and mm-hmm. it's like the women you don't want you don't want them going out with those guys per se because it's not going to be the best experience for them. Uh, correct yeah, me if I'm wrong. Yeah, to,
1: to be clear too though, like those guys, I'm sure are really quality men that we would love to find their wives. But just generally speaking, a lot of the women we work with, there may be looking for those exact guys maybe in a couple years from now when they have more confidence or something. So it's not like there's something wrong with them. No,
3: exactly. Not at all.
1: Yeah. It's just, um, so I don't want to say like the caliber of the guy, but it's maybe where the stage of life that they're at, they're not quite at the point where they're ready for their person yet.
0: Yeah. They're still figuring themselves out Mm -hmm. and kind of like, I think a lot of them have like one or two areas of their life master. Like a lot of them are super smart with like computers Excuse me. I'm programming. And then they just don't have like the social aspect or they don't really have maybe they're just like, you know, I mean, a lot of physically a lot of the guys are very like frail and like they haven't been outside a lot. Like I'm just stating the facts here. <laughs> I got not trying to be frail. Yeah. Like they're just like they look like you
2: look, can like if you blow on them, they'll fall over. Kind of, of, yeah, like. <laughs> like they look like they've
0: just been behind a computer for, you know, 16 hours a day for the past well, 10 years. So like been. <laughs> <But> he's not <laughs> frail. Right, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, look, we're all trying to be politically correct here, and they're all good guys for the most part. But being serious, if I'm saying, you know, you see a you know a strapping gentleman that goes to the gym a lot and eats a lot of uh, red meat. Sorry for all the vegans out there, and takes care of himself. These guys are not that essentially, and not that that's a. I'm saying that's one of many qualities. A lot of these guys have a lot of money too. That's why they can afford to hire coaches and take a lot of these programs. Is because they have, like I said, maybe their career and the financials are kind of in a good place, but their social skills aren't there. They don't really know how to be in a relationship. And that would take, you know, maybe, and this is what I was going to go back to before, where you're saying like, go on the date. And I always find every single time I go on a date, at the very least, I learn about myself. Even if I don't learn, like, usually I learn about the other person, I learn about what I want, what I don't want, but always learn about myself. I think a lot of these guys are, you know, far behind the eight ball in the sense where like, they need to go on a bunch of dates or at least Mm -hmm. meet a bunch of, they don't really know how to talk to people and then also talk to women specifically. So, right, yeah. um, we're all kind of saying the same thing. I'll just be a little, <laughs> little more blunt about it.
1: Well, it's like when, you know, when you're younger, what your experiences are really shape who you become. And you see people who are like absolutely funny, whether it's male or female, a lot of times those are people that weren't good at sports and they had to figure out, okay, well that's not going to be the way I meet people or what I'm going to be known for. And then they practice humor more <laughs> than maybe a jock would. And mm-hmm. This is more stereotyping. But, you know, it, that's kind of how things work in terms of how personalities are formed. And so a lot of those guys, yeah, maybe they are not great at talking to women, but they've become very successful or like they have figured out their thing and gotten great at it. But this is the area that they have not quite gotten to where they want. And so, yeah, it's great that there's date coaches and makers right. and people that can help them. But I think
2: more women need to be open to those men that are behind the computer sure. for 16 hours. You, you always know where they're at. Like very you true. always know uh, they're where you're You yeah. say this about editors. Yeah. editors yeah. says this all yeah. the time Editors are the What's best. What's an editor,
3: ton? exactly? Like I mean, a, I know what an editor any is. Any
2: editor. Any editor that is working consistently. Like who edits your podcast?
3: Someone has to cut question. it together, right? We have many different people that I don't even know. But about. he's a married man. Him, Joey, him, Joseph Of course Joey he is. So Joey. the
2: editor is, is Mary. Of exactly. There you go. Of course. Doran has some ring theories, by the way. Get them when you can. And, and if there's like, if you're in your <laughs> 20s and you find an, an editor of similar age, go on a date with him, snatch him up.
0: <laughs> well, to be but clear. But yeah, TV too. film editors. He's that's what I was this, talking already. about.
2: But also could be <laughs> podcast editor.
0: Uh well, to be clear, also, like, not that someone who goes to the gym and, and does those things makes a good person to be with either. I'm right. just saying, like, the, you know, each. Everyone has like multiple qualities they need to work on. So, but
1: they're probably more comfortable going up and approaching a woman. Sure, generally I would one hundred percent or man. Yeah, yeah, Yeah.
0: definitely. Um, One thing I want to touch on before I forget is you talked a lot about vetting because you everyone has mutual Mm -hmm. friends or connections. Do you have any advice for people that aren't using a service that are using a lot? You know, let's say our app or dating apps Mm -hmm. in general. How to be safe, um, either on the apps or with dating in general. Do you have any general tips?
2: I mean, I go back to. The gut instincts, I think you need to follow your gut um, and, and really listen to it. I'm not saying, like, not be open. And I don't know. I just, when I was dating, I think I just had a better picker or, or pecker, so to speak. And, like, there are some... <laughs> <laughs> I to think about that one. <laughs> Is it pecker? For your, we definitely. I, I hope picker? it's not
1: pecker.
2: <laughs> <laughs> But you should clarify for (laughs) everything. Not that there'd be anything wrong if it were a pecker. (laughs) My female, the equivalent of of a female pecker, the female pecker, (laughs) not to say I didn't go out with what is now considered fuckboys, but, you know, there are some women who come to us and they're like, "I, I, I need a guy who's like gainfully employed. I'm like, how are these women going out with guys that aren't gainfully employed? I mean, that's something simple that you can that you can you know parse out when you're meeting somebody
0: because a lot of times it's like a hot bartender or like a tattoo artist or something. Oh, and not, so they no go for the bad people, guys yeah just someone that seems fun and exciting yeah. and like but and I, then they get surprised when it doesn't work out
2: but i right. think there's a way to figure out <laughs> sounds like oh you're talking God. about I'm talking someone
0: about employed like, yeah. you
2: know. no you're so right like i don't know why i keep going for these bad boys um but i i just would listen to my gut a lot and if like people say dating is very hard and and I, I I get it to an extent, but maybe I would just always see the silver lining in a date. And I think that's also important, just going back to that. And I think another hot tip, I would say, if you're really serious about finding somebody, like, let's say your gut instincts are all out of whack. You're like, Lauren, I I, I don't have a good female pecker. What do I do? <laughs> um, I I would it's like fetch. We're making it happen. <laughs> okay, this is this is a hot take. I would say if you are really serious, I would not travel as much if you can, because I think one of the reasons why I did find success when I was dating, um, when I was single, is because I wasn't always gallivanting all over the world. Unavailable momentum is so important when it comes to dating, and I think it, you know JD likes to say like. Oh, like if you're out traveling for two weeks and you meet somebody, you'll be excited to see them when when you get back and vice versa. But I think that typically that momentum can be Mm deflated. Maybe they'll meet someone else, especially with limitless options. So I think the fact that I organically just don't like traveling
3: kind of helped me. Build momentum, at least with my. Were you looking specifically for someone? Like, was it like, okay, this momentum is going to be, I'm going to do this. Oh, and yes. Not for
1: Lauren. We what? Tell- yeah. Well, didn't you, when? so Matt is her husband. Didn't you schedule a date um, during one week, a date a night? And he was like the last date that you scheduled? Yeah, so
2: I Okay, so I had exhausted J-Date. That was like my primary source of meeting someone, which is a little bit more serious than let's say tinder like this is I, also before swiping culture this is yeah. this is uh, this was like at the cusp of swiping culture and i think match.com was a little bit more serious but it was slim pickings but i found like the all the five good guys that were on there at least for me according to the female pecker and i lined up <laughs> five dates in a row four or five and my my husband was the was the last date um and we ended up together i did eventually get out of him that he had a date scheduled after he met me, which he kept on the books, mm. which I... I did as well. Which I really respect. I like yeah, we it's wish more, on more guys would do
1: that when we <laughs> schedule dates. And,
2: yeah, yeah. it's like if it's on the books, like, go for it. Like, because every time someone's like, oh, I met somebody. I met I the need, love
1: of my life party I need a party to take yesterday. the date off the
2: books. Like, <laughs> that, can't go that, that, on the date tomorrow. And then
3: two 100%, weeks later.
2: A hundred percent of the time... It, Yes. never works out and very quickly right.
3: and they come back
2: to us like three days yeah. later like actually is that person available i'm like let me see whether they're still interested in meeting you you canceled day up. um <laughs> but yeah i mean i i don't i guess i kind of treated it like a, a, a business but I, well, but i also was just very determined a, it is a job to me i was it's determined to make. drinks yeah i was determined <laughs> to make match.com work because i was like there's only five guys on here so,
3: so <laughs> I gotta meet them so all. So when you did these when you did these five dates in five days, was it pretty much like you connected and you set up a date right away, like how the our app works, or was it like you vetted them on the app and became a long process to actually set the dates up?
2: Okay, this was like eight, nine years ago, but it was not a long process. I probably Organized. So you created first rounds on
3: me before we created first rounds on me. (laughs)
2: Basically, like I I like to take it off the app as soon as possible. And if if the guy um, knows what they're doing, they're taking it off the app. You got to get, you got a number close. You (laughs) got to.
1: But this is why you created the app, right? It was because there were people like Lauren who, or a lot of people like Lauren. And back when I was single, same thing. It was like, what is the point of talking so much before you meet only to discover there's no attraction or to have. You know, I I remember back in the day, like people used to talk like on the phone for hours. And it's like, why are we having these intimate conversations? I don't even know if I like you. Yeah. You know, so.
0: so,
1: And
2: I'm not saying like take it off the app and like meet in person, like exchange
1: numbers, emails.
3: Taking off the app is perfect verbiage. But yeah, it's funny because 70% of people who use dating apps today are dissatisfied with dating apps, but Mm -hmm. they're not going to get off of them because dating apps have become social media. Like Mm -hmm. you have to be on the dating app. That's how you connect. And the apps themselves have formed into more of a tool to keep you on there than a tool to, like, actually help you date. Like, I would say Tinder is like Instagram now. Like, Tinder does not give a shit if you connect with somebody. They care about, are you going to stay on our platform? How can we keep you on our platform? How can we make it... Uh, shiny, that you just stay here. They don't care. It's like the new social media. Yeah, they're
2: incentivized to keep you on there, not to actually match you. That's true.
1: Although, if you meet someone through Tinder, that's great advertisement for them for you to then have all your friends. No, but I'm saying word of mouth. Like, oh, how did you you meet so-and-so? And And you're like, I met her through Tinder. Maybe your guy friends who weren't on Tinder are more likely to go check out Tinder or, Mm -hmm. you know. But so- Yes and no, because I I definitely give a lot of pep talks. And I think that's I still think that your dating app is superior, you know, in terms of <laughs> philosophy. No, no, really. We were talking about this on the way here on, on the phone. Just the idea of getting off the apps as quickly as possible is the goal. And hopefully that's achieved through your app. But the apps existing, I think, is important because, you know, Steve, you're single, right? Mm-hmm. So there is a woman out there who has been waiting her entire life for you to find her, mm. you know, or for her to find you. No, seriously. Yeah, no. No, like, I like it. Right? So she's been waiting her whole life. She's like, where, where the hell's Steve? And <laughs> where if is if he? Steve's not on the apps, you're making her job so much harder, right? And vice versa. So if you're like, I if you're on, I don't know if you're on other, you don't even have to say, other apps besides your own, but if there is, let's say her name is Anna. Anna's been waiting her whole life to find you, and she's on Hinge. She's on The League. She's maybe on From, right? She's on all these dating apps, and you're not on them. It's like, it's just, you're, you're making her life well, so much harder. My, so
0: My pecker is
3: just waiting. <laughs> you're no, pecker. Yeah, JD, I completely agree with that. I guess what mm-hmm. I'm saying, right, like, Hinge. Still to this day, even with restaurants, I mean, I'm a huge advocate of Hinge, right? Yeah, like if Hinge someone, is a better one, for sure. Like, if someone tells me, like, you know, oh, do uh, you recommend any apps? I'm like, yeah, Hinge is great. Like, if you're mm-hmm. not going to use my app, I would use Hinge. Mm-hmm. I think specifically Tinder, like specifically, was the first to market. So they had all the users. They don't care if you connect, right? And I think you don't hear a lot of stories of, oh, I met someone on Tinder. You hear a lot of stories of Tinder is a fuckboy app because it is, right? It is Bumble more so, for sure. and Hinge. Hinge is more very common to say, oh, I met my husband or wife mm-hmm. on Hinge because I think it's very likely… So I, I want to be clear, like, just specifically so you're talking just Tinder. Got it. Just Tinder. So <laughs>
1: it definitely ebbs and flows. Like, there was a big chunk of time when they were the first ones on the market where everyone was meeting their partner on Tinder. Now it's Hinge, and soon it's going to be
2: From, right? Yeah.
0: Hope yeah so. That's yeah. the goal. But, but yeah. You, oh, go sorry. No, no, go ahead. Please.
3: But
2: going going back to your question, um, tips for people that are – was it tips for people on apps or, like, in or the dating world? Oh, for, secu- for security. Or, yeah, how just do safety. They stay-
0: for, mostly for women, mm-hmm. I would say safety. Like, just, like – yeah, because you know, I mean go with your gut is a great one. Yeah, um, I we, mean, but we, it's
2: easier said than done
0: My sure. you know? my
1: advice regarding safety yeah. is take your time because I think the people run into problems when they go out on one date They're Like oh my gosh, we we closed down the restaurant and then we took a walk and it turned into an overnight date and we you know just it was like the most intense experience ever and I think I found my soulmate and the problem with that is you don't know anything about that person. Yeah. Just because you spent 24 hours with them doesn't mean you know a thing about them. You know what they're telling you, right? <laughs> so, until you actually have met some someone's friends and family and you know, maybe it doesn't have to be that long, but you know, you definitely need to spend a good amount of time with someone to get to know them. And I think anyone who says that something was love at first sight, what they really mean is there was the potential for love at first sight, but you can't actually be in love with someone who you don't know, like it's a wonderful premise, but you know, maybe it's lust at first sight or it's the promise of love at first sight, but-
0: Or the future, you see that you build this future and-
1: Yeah, anyone who says like, oh, my husband and I, like it was just love at first sight, (laughs) I guarantee you, there's a ch- there's a decent chance that person felt love at first sight with other people previously. It's just this was the time it worked out, so they could say it was love at first sight, mm, right? Yeah. But it doesn't mean that it necessarily was. It just that was the one that worked out. So yeah. there are a lot of people that just get really excited really quickly, and then yes, they build this uh, future in their head with a person that they don't know, and then that I mean that's a way to stay safe, right? Don't yeah. do that. Just. There's, there's no harm ever in just giving it a little bit of time to breathe and to get to know someone, that's going to be the same person there at the end of the day. You could still fall in love with them oh no. as well. Um, oh, that actually Andy. brings me to when can oh. I open this? Oh, oh. right now,
0: 10 okay. minutes ago. I've
1: been... Drinking it this whole time. Me too. Oh, yeah, me too.
0: Well, I'll say this. So, okay. I'm so, like, when
1: can it's It's my refrigerated coconut water, and I've been oh, now it's probably bursting warm, at the but, seams. So, so,
0: okay. So, yeah, we usually do our segment first rounds on me. So, first round is on us. Thanks, Gary. Um, And you went with the, uh, the coconut water here, right?
1: But you have to say it's Harmless Harvest. I don't work for this company, but you have to say it's Harmless Harvest coconut water because it's just superior coconut water. So, I want people to know I'm drinking superior okay. coconut right. water.
3: Straight out of a coconut, it's like, right?
1: I think it tastes better than that. But yeah, it's Ooh. because straight out of a coconut is gonna be like room temperature.
0: True. Right? So, so this, this is that now, but...
1: taste, but cold. So yeah. it's
0: it's okay. perfect. And Lauren, you're going, to, I had to go to Orange County to get that. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, I'm so sorry. In death. this
2: weather. Oh, what is it? Well, it wasn't exactly what I asked for, but you know what? That's okay. Because <laughs> I said some, Because bus. I said something similar was okay. So it's pop in bottle, mocha, cold brew, oak milk, latte plus aptogens. Ap- at adaptogens your daily latte with an adaptogen <laughs> Boom, so apparently i really like it but than have,
3: yeah
0: but i
2: have no idea so apparently um i made him go three places for um a drink i know nothing about because i can't even pronounce well we're happy so to I
0: do like it and yeah. cheers thank you so cheers. much for coming on uh, yeah, thanks it's, for I having it's bad us. luck to cheers with water but it oh is my very bad latte um, latte. It's not all. It. i'm not do doing it, it. but that canceled it out so the water and why are you you just
1: you drank it already or you yeah i have been sipping
0: on it the whole time we've been
1: we have you not noticed that they've been sipping on she's been it in the and zone. me too she's been in the
0: podcast zone no <laughs> but i will say i've been so
1: consumed with wondering when i could open mine oh, so
0: <laughs> we'll have at it chug it but if you no want.
1: also you guys have to try this we had this conversation okay, previously I'll try a bit. but
0: and i'm going to reuse my cup for oh, perfect. perfect thank yeah. you yeah. um this is crazy. first or thank you I don't have a cup to reuse.
1: We're gonna have to fix that because you must try this before I drink it. <laughs> Why oh, does he just
3: cups. go
2: like this?
0: Steve, okay, sorry, so I, I'll, I'll bring something. Up Would you like some we, too? While we chat, um, so this is gonna be the first time in podcast history where I bring up Jay Shetty before Joe. Um, <gasps> Whoa! Because awesome. I, re- Joe, please Influence, correct Erica, me uh, please. Uh, if you if you know these stats. But I think he recently said something like it takes like twenty hours for someone to become like like a like an acquaintance, and forty hours for someone to become. Have you heard that stat? Um, you, no, maybe not. Was Sir, his wait, last I, wait, who Sorry.
2: is Jay Shetty? Oh, wow. I know who he is, should but I miss. I not missed. know you should, should know, know, but I mean, should I know? You should mm. know, but I miss
1: what In the you dating
3: said.
0: sector, you need to know mm-hmm. Jay Shetty,
1: but that's what I'm here for. That's yeah, why you
0: there's got two the of in the, the ink. <laughs> well, yeah, so I don't know the stats, but basically, this is going off your point about spending time to get to know somebody versus like you know, immediately saying you're in love with the person. He said something like it takes study show, it takes like 20 hours for someone to become like like kind of like an acquaintance and 40 hours for someone to become a friend. Like this is time together, like real yeah. time together. Oh, and man. like 100 hours to fall in love with somebody. So I think That's there's sad. actual I science I like that backs up. up mm-hmm. Yeah, there's actual science that backs up that type of claim. So I think it's very important to like like you said, actually have to get to know somebody because I actually, I've talked about my list of qualities I look for in somebody and I recently added one. And I don't remember if I heard this on a podcast or how it came up, but um, how somebody handles stress. Right? Because you know if someone just falls apart the second something mm-hmm. the slightest bit bad happens or something major happens like i would prefer if someone was like composed and like getting completely melt down so that's like something i slid into my list very recently and you don't my point is you don't know that until you spend time with somebody outside of Yeah like, you can you to <laughs> give someone conflict. some
2: grace though i'm not projecting
0: <laughs> i think i think
3: like that's why a great second date is doing an uh, like an escape room or something where you see people under <laughs> You know, you don't like. That?
1: No, <laughs> no, I love I that. Guess, I, just, I there's just there's so much thought put into I, it, but I, I love that. It's
3: but is seeing someone under not pressure, but like
1: like let's put our making. date in a stressful situation. I right? know like, it's yeah. yeah like, how do you react? I, in how this about a, no? How about a fake mugging? <laughs>
3: yeah. oh That's, like so let's not, really go for uh, it. If Mr. we're gonna Eats, do it, so let's wait, do it. This,
0: this is really good, by the way. But. yeah I liked it I enjoyed it okay but yeah I think I sent mine before you did so maybe but thank you also getting to know sorry I feel
2: like I keep interrupting wait so Steve have you been with somebody who would break down under pressure and now it's a um, trigger
0: no not a trigger no nothing like that but like especially if it's like like look if someone's like Parent dies or something serious happens, like yeah, you can be super stressed and sad, obviously. But like if but if, if somebody you couldn't about, find
2: like, their bra on the way to a podcast yeah. and they had a meltdown, that would not not if they were
0: pregnant. If they were pregnant, that would be fine. Hey, that's <laughs> also yeah.
2: how many years into a marriage. <laughs> It's you know my my uh, husband was very helpful. I was like, "Where are my glasses?" and he did help me find them.
0: Okay, yeah, I was not, I was not projecting. <laughs> but no, definitely
2: um. knowing that you handle conflict in a way
1: that the two of you can talk through it together and all of that, it is really, really important. But that being said, you know, I I do a lot of coaching on that subject, and there are people that I think kind of what you're saying about the escape room. There is sort of this um, tendency to almost want to fabricate drama because you're so concerned about mm-hmm. that point that you might accidentally create conflict that doesn't need to exist. An escape room is a fun way to do it. Um, If the woman you're dating is the kind of person who would get, you know, riled up by that, maybe they don't, maybe they're not competitive, I don't know, but um, there's, you have to be careful because there are people who I think, you know, they're like, well, maybe I should generate conflict or there are people who just feed off of intensity very early on because they mistake it for passion and I think... um, we were talking about that yeah. recently too. Like it's, it is important, I think, to try to remain conflict free in the early stages of dating. Mm-hmm. So uh, yes, you do need to be able to resolve conflict well together, but also try to not oh, I'm, create it. I'm yeah, certainly not going to start anything. Because,
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sort of start but
1: anything. but, but no,
3: yes, but that's it's a, a good point. point. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have any, Do you have something? I about? was going to say going back to we kind of what we mm-hmm. kinda what were talking about about, um, you know, moving too fast. I think on apps it happens even before you meet somebody where. If you talk to them for like two weeks, right, Mm -hmm. you're building up the perfect person, right? You're like, oh, my God, this guy's so funny. He cares about me. When I meet him, I'm going to marry him. And that's all through text, which is so much worse. Mm -hmm. And you're going to meet this guy who could be a really good guy. But you've already put him on this huge pedestal Mm -hmm. that no matter who he is, he's going to let you down in a way because you're
0: creating this false narrative. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of something we always ask people, uh, but from like your perspective in terms of matchmaking, right? Are there certain things like, uh, you know, you need good energy, people need to be attracted, but what are the things that like really the characteristics that really are um, good indicators if people are going to potentially match together? Like what do you really look for in, when you match people? As
1: we match people or whether or not it, once they're dating, it has... Both. Let's go with
0: both. So like okay. initial initial matching first and then...
1: Well, we have slightly different approaches, so... You know, we we talk it all out always, and oftentimes mm-hmm. we land on the same person. It actually happens more often than not that mm-hmm. we're excited about the same mm-hmm. person. Um, but yeah, you mentioned like Lauren is very like I know they're saying this, but I feel like this is what's better for them, and I'm definitely a little bit more like. But, you know, this person doesn't want a Christmas tree or that one's allergic to dogs and they have a dog. Like I'm like also factoring a lot of that in and we sort of cross-reference like where are we leaning in our gut but also is there anything disqualifying about what our gut is telling us. Um, And there's also, you know, I try very hard to, if a client comes to us and I think a lot of people have trouble differentiating deal breakers and preferences, so they'll come Mm. to us and they're like, I will not date someone who is under five foot 10. I will not date someone who has a receding hairline, right? And it is on us to say, okay, well, you know, we're going to try. And I do like to try to honor, you know, someone's preferences. But if it is a preference and not a deal breaker, which I don't consider those deal breakers, then that's something that if Lauren has like a gut feeling or I have a gut feeling or we both together, you know, we'll definitely. You know, nudge the client to overlook some of that. Well, so. there are
2: also so many instances where somebody we know either through the service or, or not, you know, will tell us I can't date someone who is atheist and then they end up engaged to an atheist or I can't date somebody who, is, who isn't Jewish. Um, and then they marry someone who isn't Jewish.
0: So, and do those usually work out in the long term, or are they signed back yeah, up? Yeah, for the, mo- for the most part, yeah. okay. they do. I
2: think about half the
1: people we work with because we do exit surveys with people. Um, we actually are probably due for another round yeah. soon, but we do exit surveys. Like, hey, so we saw you got engaged on your own. We're so happy for you. Can you answer five questions about your fiance? You know, and we'll we'll look at our database and our um our sorry the profile that we have on that person and what they said they were looking for at the time. And we'll just, like, casually be like, so, like, you know, how tall are they? Or, you know, just ask questions to get a sense of is this person, like, do they lead with their sense of humor or intelligence? You know, just things that the person said was important. I would say half the time the person ends up with the idea that was, like, completely what they thought they wanted and what we're looking for. And the other half of the time it's, like, wildly different. (laughs) Sometimes about things that fundamentally, like, we wouldn't even match because we think that you know, for example, like how you want to raise children, we you know, is, is important. And so um, I will say that of those two batches of people, there's no difference that we've been able to detect like the many years we've been doing this in terms of who's happier. So I think what we try to remind people is, yes, you might come to us with this preconceived idea of who you think your future wife is or your future husband. But at the end of the day, like, Half the people end up with who they envision and half don't and it's not that one is better off than the other And we try to we paint the metaphor a lot of um, you've heard there's plenty of fish in the sea, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I went to USC. So there was always hats like plenty of fish in the USC (laughs) Um, Love that expression. It's true, right? But the idea that when you were going out to fish for your match, a lot of people, when they're doing these dating apps and, and what have you, they think, okay, you know, kind of like ordering off a menu. This is These are my deal breakers and preferences, and I'm only going to look at the top of the ocean for the highest quality fish that meet that criteria. And then they come to work with us. And sometimes those are the fish we find for them. And then other times there's this idea of, you know, we tell them, hey, how about considering someone who's a little bit more this or less that? And immediately in their minds, they're thinking, oh, those are the worst fish at the bottom of the ocean. We're lowering the net to catch them. We're lowering our standards. But that's not true. Like What we're saying is keep the quality of the fish the same. We only want to give you quality fish at the top of the ocean but expand the net. You're not catching enough fish right now. So, you know, sometimes, yes, it works. And I don't even remember the original question, but, you know, at the end of the day, sometimes people need to widen the net and it does not mean lowering your standard. So.
2: And and then in terms of specifics, like I I do follow my gut, but I know that's just so amorphous um, and probably not helpful, but I do like seeing When people have a couple things in common, Mm -hmm. and it can be they both went to the same college, they're both older siblings. Um, They both. Lauren loves the birth theory. I love. Yes, I think that birth theory. So her theory: older siblings end up with each other, and younger siblings end up with each other. You and Hannah, what are you?
3: I'm oldest. She's middle.
2: But did she act like an older sister? Like did did she kind of have that function more so than a? She's what? So
3: she's got an older brother, but she's the oldest sister. So okay, she there you go. Older sister Theory mentality. still
2: applies. <laughs> um, and then like my, okay, so my husband, older sibling. I'm an older si- sibling. My sister, younger sibling. Husband is younger sibling. Um, and then my husband, his parents were both the oldest sibling to twins. Mm. And they said that was huh. like one of the few things their family had in common. But it's just something that you can talk about early on and, and, and bond over. So, like two people, um, like fam- family family commonalities. Like they both come from divorced homes. Like I just like oh, I like to see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one is divorced, one isn't.
3: Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I like a lot of things you guys are saying. Especially, I never heard the uh, deal breakers versus preferences. That's mm-hmm. that's a great way to break down what people actually probably don't even think that they know about themselves, right? Like what's Absolutely. a deal breaker and what's a preference? Yeah.
1: And sometimes through dating apps or through working with matchmakers or dating coaches, you come to discover like this thing that I thought was a deal breaker. is It's just a strong preference. I know for me, um, I talk about this way too much and I feel like <laughs> Dave hates it, but he- <laughs> Your husband. <laughs> yeah, my husband, Dave. Um He's someone who I completely would have overlooked on the dating apps, and I am wildly attracted oh, to I him. Oh, I love this story. Yeah, Lauren loves this story. I'm <laughs> wildly attracted to him. I feel so safe and secure around him, but he's like 5'8 and 3 quarters. I have to say that part. That's my uh, amended version of the story because sometimes <laughs> I leave it out and I get shit for it. 5'8 and 3 quarters. I literally never went on a single date with a guy who was under 5'10". I'm 5'2". It's like I look back and I'm like, oh, my God, I was the worst. I think I even – I don't even want to say I had on my dating app. Like, if oh, you're under yeah, 5'10", was, like, you're not you –
3: on a dating app? Oh No. no,
1: that's, no. A, that's a whole other story. I was going to ask story. you to tell Joe that story. <laughs> that's a whole yeah. other
2: story. Um, yeah, it's a good one. But, 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 but you had guys under 5'10 need not apply. And, I took and it guys, off. It's guys, really? Guys love that, I I'm sure. Did. No, it's, especially in the short guys.
1: I know. I was in my 20s and I was the worst. I – I maybe am I still the worst? Ooh, I was the he's worst. He's upset.
2: Um, <laughs> he might need to apologize. <laughs> he
1: looks tall. I get he's seat, seated, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, my my brothers are not five ten. So I, at some point, I was like, this is this is not nice. Like I need to remove this, and I took it off. Did you but get angry messages from guys? Yes, I got so many, and I completely understand me, why.
3: A couple weeks ago, some girl was like I I will never date a guy shorter than six four, and I was like.
1: Yes. And then there's not same, many in the world that are overseas four.
3: Hey, he's like one of the only guys. But that same maybe, friend maybe probably,
1: that's <laughs> maybe that's who's been searching. for him. <laughs> you never know. But that, that same person like I have friends like that and then they cry themselves to sleep that they're going to die alone. It's like, do you think maybe you're not looking in the right places or for the right qualities? Right. And it's like, yeah, maybe she'll end up with someone tall, but. You know, when I was looking on the dating apps, I completely overlooked my own husband. And I don't know what I was thinking. Like, he he's so cute. And <laughs> I feel so... He's so charismatic. He walks into a room. He, he be, should be seven feet if you go by personality. So it's like, you know, for me, that was something that I was one of those people that needed to cast my net wider. And I thought it was a deal breaker for really stupid reasons. And it clearly wasn't because I couldn't be happier. But I think a lot of people also you know it comes with age it comes with confidence knowing yourself and you know being comfortable with being open to things that you previously weren't but it it does not mean lowering your standards when yeah. you're more open in certain areas because the quality of the person is not lower right it's just it's not what you initially envisioned but it has nothing to do with you know do you have a strong physical connection a strong emotional connection a strong intellectual connection you know, do you handle conflict well together? Do you want to raise kids the same way? It's like none of that. How tall he is has no bearing on any of those categories. Yeah.
3: And I think that's why we do force people to meet in person right away because Mm -hmm. those things, that energy, those morals, their personality can only really happen in person. And I would even say I'm uh, in your boat as well. Like hen is my height pretty much, right? So when I was in my young 20s, I was like, I would never date a girl who's my height because when heels, I'm going to be short and I'm going to look so emasculated. What's your
1: height?
3: I'm 5'11 and one eighth. Mm -hmm. to be (laughs) completely honest.
1: It's important to specificity. So I'm 5'11 and
3: one eighth, and she's like probably 5'10 and a half. So Mm -hmm. we're like right there. Um, But yeah, she wears heels and like I don't care because like I love who she is as a person. And she always gives me shit because, you know, she was like, oh, all your past exes and all the people you used to be attracted to were short brunettes who are like a little more curvy and she's this tall blonde who's skinny. And I'm like, yeah, same thing. Like I overlooked her because I was like, Oh, I want to be this taller guy mm-hmm. with this curvy woman. And I did not want that at all. I just wanted, I was attracted to her as a person and that's what matters the most.
1: Right. And yeah. you know, I haven't seen a picture of her. I'm sure she's drop dead gorgeous. Right. And to you, the most beautiful person that you've ever known, right. Yeah. That That's how it should be for everyone you're with. And so, um, it's not like oh i compromised you know she's not as pretty as these other women i've dated it's like no she's just a different type and you're just as attractive or even more attracted to her right so it's it's definitely has a lot to do with the stories that we tell ourselves and they're not always true
0: yeah yeah and their height is not indicative of pecker size (laughs) so just to clear the air, you know just so i can i can can
2: clarify i mean i can i can confirm that (laughs) Um, we do have a pecker, so. <laughs> Okay.
0: What else, Joe? Anything, anything on your mind? I'm looking at my notes here. Well, I
2: wanted, okay, so I just wanted to go back to, because I'm now that I'm thinking about how we match people, I think there are two types of people in this world. People who consistently date the same person, mm-hmm. like people that want to meet somebody, like their previous exes, and then people that want someone completely different. So that's like a good baseline for us. Mm -hmm. You want someone like your ex, we could probably find someone like that. But if you're looking for the opposite, we could do that. So it's good to parse out if somebody has a type. And because I would always date like a very similar guy just over and over again. And I think it's to that end, I think it's important to figure out like, who likes you back. And we can kind of figure that out by going through a client's history because it's not just what you like what's your type like who is looking for you back so i think that's also like leaning that's into a big one yeah
0: did you did you marry that type
2: i i did even though jd sometimes says like my type is jason momoa but like who doesn't Who's, find yeah, him yeah i mean attractive
3: i mean i he's i would maybe he, sleep with jason Momoa. yeah <laughs> <laughs> see there
2: you go
1: with I would not sleep with anyone who's not Dave. Oh my
2: god. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: But you um, know, the whole Jason Momoa thing, it, it Lauren is a confident woman and it takes a confident
2: woman to seriously to have to the roll realization of Jason Momoa. <laughs>
1: Yes. At the Grove
0: and ask if he wants to be on here. Oh service. my gosh! Can
2: I just say he? So he has this gorgeous scar on his eyebrow. Oh yeah. And he got it at a bar fight at Birds, which is right by my house. Oh really? It could and have happened folks. over you. I heard it, it was have...
0: over you. Yeah. He is single now.
2: <laughs> but see the, the... though, it's, it's, I feel like it's an on-off situation. Anyway, like I just, I just felt connected to him. I was like, oh my gosh, Birds, like my local bar. <laughs> so yeah. So she was literally looking for Jason Momoa, but I think to... I was not looking. What I was literally no does husband no, look
3: like Jason Momoa. No, Are there
0: I a lot of no, Jason Momoa no. types on J date? No,
2: I'm he's very saying, cute, but I'm just saying that when women give us like celebrity crushes, which sometimes I would ask for that, but now I'm like, why would we even ask for that? It's like we're not like no. Jason Momoa does not. exist. There's only one of those, but like t- like if you're consistently dating Jason Momoas, so I mean like great good for, for you. you. Sure, wow.
1: but this is okay. So this is a long way. What were you gonna say? say? Just saying that it takes a confident person to have the realization of. You know, yes, maybe I'm looking for X, Y, Z, but the most important thing is that person is looking for me back. And mm. if they're not into me, then that's the least attractive thing that someone could be. Yeah.
3: So I have mm. a question about that specifically. Say, say someone comes out of a relationship or they get in a relationship through you guys and then it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. Do you tell them like, hey, you should take X amount of time to focus on yourself and grow a little bit before we send you back out there? Or do you kind of just...
1: It depends because some people, you know, it depends how long you're with someone. Um, the relationship I was in before I got married, I grieved that relationship half the time I was in it. Like I knew in my gut it mm-hmm. wasn't right. And by the time I met my husband, I hadn't even been single that long. But mentally, like right. I was so ready, you mm-hmm. know. And so some of that work had been done, you know, while I was in the previous relationship. So I think it just depends on the situation you're in. Um, so we do we do definitely check in with people. We will not set up anyone if we think that they're not emotionally ready for their next relationship. And that's either by self-admission or we set them up and we find out, oh, I guess it was a little too quickly because the person they were with said, you know, he wouldn't shut up about his ex or whatever it is. So it's a deal breaker for
3: him.
2: No one should talk mm-hmm. about an, an, an ex on a first date or even a second date. It's just I don't know why people do that. That's a hot tip. <laughs> Yeah, that right I don't right. even know why I Keep have to express.
0: <laughs> For sure, yeah. I actually have a, a weird technicality with that too. If oh. I always feel like if someone says my ex, versus like NX or or dated, ex or someone I dated, I think yeah, mm-hmm. like because I feel like it's still like possessive and they're still like take they still own a part of your brain. And it might be I'm just nitpicking, but like mm-hmm. I, that's what I think. Is what that, did is that I that on say when I did I say on my list? last or my
1: relationship? List. I think or you said the last relationship. I think you said the
0: ex before I met Dave, which is
1: interesting. Perfect. Yeah. Totally Here we go. Yeah. Che- checks out then. Exactly. I, you're yes. on his mental list. I was like, well, that's a good way to determine if that's accurate because I am.
0: Yeah, you over I that. definitely didn't say my ex because I, I probably yeah. registered him. Interesting. My, yeah. Um, yeah, I like that theory. But, yeah, thanks. Um, so tying it back to the app a little bit, this is why like we always and not even dating, but just in life in general, like we always say like get out and do stuff, right? Because you never know who you're gonna meet, you never know you know what's gonna happen. But especially for dating, like you're not going to probably know like what's your type until you actually meet the type you think is your type mm-hmm. and realize it is or isn't. And that only comes from experience. And that only comes from going out. And again, you're not going to learn through the phone. So I actually kind of like probably, f- I didn't date much until maybe like a a year ago. And then I started going on more dates. And I was like, shit, I have to do this more often because I'm like finding out like what I actually don't want. It's just not in my brain anymore. It's actually real experience. So yeah, I recommend anybody get out there and do it.
3: Um, all right, I'm excited for some double rapid fire. Oh yeah, so we have Ooh,
0: a couple. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a little bit of a little bit of a rapid fire. Um, just just to get to know you guys a little better. Um, okay, favorite drink on a first date. Whoever wants to say it first can just say
2: vodka it. soda.
0: Okay, okay, the Hollywood drink of
2: choice.
1: Okay. <laughs> I don't drink, so cranberry juice.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: I was the one that would always. You know, I would always order... This is supposed to be rapid, right? Should I shut up? No, oh, okay. you
0: can know, right? <laughs> go We want to... Yeah, we're just getting some... No up. one ever does it rapid.
1: <laughs> I, uh, I, for the longest time, would just own it. And for whatever weird reason, on the first date with my husband, I ordered a drink. Be- oh, you know, it wasn't for whatever reason. Well, this is going to... This is going to get into how we met, which I feel like is much longer than a rapid fire. But
0: You can take it if you want. But if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. You
2: better well, give me can, some we can credit, though, back just when so you tell can, the story. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, we can circle back to it. Okay. So I'll, I'll give a version that you don't need that context. But let's just say I already knew about him that he enjoyed a woman. Who or preferred a woman who enjoyed a good cocktail or four, mm. and I don't drink, so I was like, mm. it. Maybe looking back it was like kind of deceiving. That's what you knew about
3: him before you met him.
1: I knew a lot about him before we <laughs> we'll met. We'll get there.
3: We'll get <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah.
1: So um, was it an apple
3: martini? Was that the drink that he wanted you to drink?
1: No, I just I forget what I ordered. Probably something with gin because if I do, if I were to drink, I prefer something with gin. But I didn't drink it. It just sat there and I think I just sort of sipped it and he was none the wiser. And then because me being the like wholesome gem that I am, the car ride home, I think the last thing I said before I almost left the car, although we didn't because I think we ended up making out, mm-hmm. I was like, I have a confession. I don't actually drink. And he was like, well, what, were you, what did you have on the table the whole time? So like the <laughs> charade only lasted, you know, for a couple hours. But
0: I'm sure he appreciated the honesty, though. Yeah, hopefully, yeah.
1: although there was, like, dishonesty that preceded the honesty, but <laughs> yes, <laughs> ah, okay. I can't, I came clean.
0: Okay. Uh, favorite date spot in Los Angeles?
1: Ooh. Isabel was our first date, and I mm. think that that's a really good one, yeah. but I also think um, experiences are really fun. Wait, first yas- dates, you mean Yazabel? Isn't it Isabel?
3: Isabel.
2: Isabel? It's neither of them. It's Isabel. It's not
1: Isabel.
3: My, I know it is. On Fairfax. It's Y-S-B-A-L? Yeah. yeah. Isabel, that's how I say it. I've
1: never or it's Y-S-A-B-E-L.
2: Called either of these I've been saying it all wrong. <laughs> you're just like Isabel Tarjay. I say
3: white Who works there? She oh, says, no, I she say- says Isabel. Yeah. It's white you know Okay,
1: well, He's... I can't beat that. But I'm just gonna go with the Tarjay Isabel thing. Okay, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, my my last first date was at <laughs> Bar Covel. I actually I picked them. the spot, um, but that's another story. Um, and I like it because it's drink forward, uh, but you can also get apps. So, what were the panty dropper locations?
1: Yeah, good question. Okay, so Vivian is a great one <laughs> um, at the Avalon Hotel. It's this like it's
0: Vivian, I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I think so. I'm
2: sure, you don't but work it in comedy. It. It's, Vi- it's Vivian. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But yeah, they actually they have free valley parking. They have cabanas oh, yeah. out I back. I forgot about that. It's so pretty. It's quiet. Um, it's like the right um, amount of oh, this feels like a vibe. But also, there's not. It's not so crowded that you can't hear each other. Mm-hmm. Um, the roof on Wilshire, I don't think exists anymore. But back when we did the tallying, that I think was the number one. Um, so it's mm-hmm, sad mm-hmm. that that's not there. Um, What are some other really fun ones? Because we had, we determined like in every neighborhood in LA what the spot was. What about Mercado?
2: Mercado? Mercado.
1: Yeah, we actually, we had a a husband and wife we set up who met at Mercado. And statistically, that has yielded a tremendous number of second dates. But these are the places we're naming are also, some of these are still around, but it's a little dated. Like if we were to redo it now, because we try to send people to like, you know, nice happening What's the have time? A good time, yeah. so
2: well, that's the thing so i haven't i
3: haven't no, done saying what is your go-to where do spot? we send people i mean yeah. i
2: like eplp rooftop now that i can make a reservation for our clients because we like for our clients to have a seat so they're not because we like a, a bar setting because it's more casual more fun okay but typically you can't you don't have guaranteed seats so right. i like the mm-hmm. the rooftop bar vibe of EPLP. I was I literally getting my
1: phones over there, but I was like, I, I wonder where like all our dates this week where yeah. we're sending them, but that's on my phone.
0: Well, <laughs> see, this is interesting. So obviously this is rapid fire, but we're, we're going on some tangents, so which, no, which is phenomenal. We're not good at following but directions. We're, so. <laughs> we're big believers, you know, for drink first dates mm-hmm. because on the app, you don't really know the person. Like uh, it's a true first date. Whereas you guys, I feel like are, you know, everyone's vetted. You have a really good idea of who they are. So mm-hmm. I feel like dinner, if they want to do dinner, we still makes prefer more drinks. Sense. Okay. But yeah, the ability to extend it. Is yes. That, okay.
2: Drinks that with a key, chance yeah. of, I like to say drinks with a chance of apps.
0: Okay. Cool. That. That, use that. Although yeah.
2: you and I, so <laughs> you don't like it as much as I do. I think it's No, it's not brilliant. even that. So we,
1: because we're not like, we're not corporate in terms of our, our energy, you know, we're very much like Lauren does things her way. I do things my way. And ultimately like on a macro level, we do it the same way. But in terms of like the wording, the phrasing we use for clients, it's not always the same. And so, um, when I when I set up dates, I'm giving away secrets to our clients. When I set up dates, I always tell the guy that I'm setting up light. Uh, I what I say drinks and like light apps and drinks. And when I reach out to the woman, I'm like confirming your drinks. So I I tell the women mm. that they're going to drinks, and I make sure the guys have an expectation of drinks and apps. So if the woman gets hungry and wants to order, he doesn't feel like she's taking advantage. His expectation was, oh, we should order food together, right? But for her, she's like maybe eating before or after. Like she's just going thinking it's casual so that, you know, the guy's not going to get upset that he spent all this money on someone he doesn't like. or it just I think the yeah. dynamic is so much better. <laughs> now everyone's going to know. But that's how I do it. But So you, I like how you do it too. You say drinks with a chance
2: of light-ups. I mean, maybe I'll start doing it more, but sometimes I, <laughs> I mean, you I'm gotta redo right. Throw it on the there website. There we go. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. On the, we'll add on it the to our to <laughs> As well. But also like at dinner, I don't want to be like eating a full course meal in front of somebody. Like what if mm-hmm. I forget to chew with, chew, uh, with my escape. mouth closed? It's, yes. And you can't wear well, spaghetti. Too. Like there's yeah. just so many things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. What if I get dirty? <laughs> I don't, I'm a very messy eater apparently.
0: Okay. Favorite podcast.
1: This one, obviously.
0: <laughs> Second um, favorite podcast.
1: Well, we mentioned Neil Strauss earlier. Like, I love, you know, all of his crime
0: podcasts. Is it To Live and... To Live and Die in okay, L.A.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Unexplained by Vox, Pod Save America, The Daily. Um, yeah, I mean, New Rapid face. Fire.
0: Okay, favorite book. Rapid Fire. Favorite book.
1: Favorite book of all time is Catch-22 by Joseph Heller.
2: Okay. I'm like, I work in unscripted. You think I read? <laughs> Next. Magazines, Lauren. People.
1: Okay, favorite a sweet people.
0: Sweet. rom-com.
2: God, I do not like rom-coms. What? what? Because my J- rom Okay, Lauren, favorite dating reality show? Rock of Love. And okay. there's never been anything to match it since, so I I can't. It's hard for me to watch dating shows now because that is like the ultimate. Okay. And I got to work with Brett Michaels, and, and after I was a fan of the show, and that was just like you a just dream come true.
0: For you, we'll head? do rom com. I just went oh unscripted for me, for, for, for Lauren. I, yeah. I
2: like unscripted
1: too. Okay, okay. 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 okay, favorite,
0: favorite dating <laughs> show.
1: I like too hot to handle. Oh, that's
0: a good one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Last one. Uh, fuck Mary Kill. And you guys hypothetically are single. Uh, entertainment industry, dating coaching industry, and Jason Momoa.
1: <laughs> it all comes back to Jason <laughs> wait so entertainment industry date coaching and Jason Momoa
3: yeah kill one of them
0: I
1: would definitely kill Jason Momoa I don't think that would God. be Lauren's choice
0: wow mm. oh but then you have to I would, oh sorry and, I didn't, didn't know if we were collectively
1: no, oh okay, what so I would do with Jason Momoa definitely like murder Jason Momoa in his sleep I okay. would <laughs> okay I would date the entertainment industry and I would marry date coaching
0: okay matchmaking okay cool
2: I mean, I would, I mean, I wish people could meet on their own, so but that would put me out of business but my but I want people to find love so I would say I would kill the date coaching matchmaking wow. like if wow. that didn't have to exist people could I'm like
0: un- you're doing that you're doing that for the people not for I, yeah, Jason Momoa
2: yeah I'm I, it's yes <laughs> it's I want a world where people don't
1: so
3: need to. so you're us. pretty much giving up your career for Jason Momoa right? <laughs> I haven't
1: even gotten to I him I told yet. you she was literally looking for Jason Momoa so wait sure. so you would
0: you marry or fuck Jason Momoa I
2: would probably just fuck him.
3: <laughs> and so, then I would marry yeah. the
0: entertainment
2: industry industry i really love what i
0: do great <laughs> awesome uh joe you got anything else
3: no this has been i mean oh I do you want to hear the story oh right? yeah let's finish with the story
1: oh about how dave and i met yeah. well how did he originally we, have, come like, into five to
2: our 10 okay minutes okay but okay but please include m- me in it okay i'll, I'll <laughs> include lauren
1: I will I'll start with the juicy bit, which is the fact that he was a client of ours and I asked him on a date. But the part that Lauren is involved in is he wouldn't have been a client had Lauren not had.
2: Well, I brought him. I did bring him into the service. I had. Hmm. Yeah. I also had to convince him a little bit to meet with us.
1: Yeah. So I would not have met him without your help. Thank you. Um, But yeah, we set him up (laughs) five times. I was in a relationship when we first did his intake interview, but I definitely, I remember meeting him, I'm I'm very tunnel vision, so there was no, like, oh, I need a, you know, I want to hook up with this guy or whatever, like, that never crossed my mind, but I was unhappy in my relationship, and I remember thinking, that's the kind of guy I wish I was with instead, and that sounds terrible because... The person that I dated before. Did I say my or the? I'm so into this.
0: I think you said. I don't know what you didn't. You definitely say didn't say my. Definitely not Woo! mine. Yeah. Uh, I winning. think you might have said okay. that. The person I, I. I think you said the person I dated before. I'm
1: sorry. So yeah. yeah. So this guy, he's you know a good dude. It's just he wasn't for me, and I was really unhappy. You
3: used the word dude. That's telling in itself. But go ahead.
1: Good or bad? What does it uh, mean? Analyze.
3: To me, I think if you refer to somebody as he was a good dude, yeah, it's like you're n- you're trying to not be mean, but he was like,
1: oh no, he was a he's a good dude. He's a good person. He wasn't for me. Okay. Um, and so he, I, I knew that you know for a while, and so um, you know, I was so invested because we had spent so much time together. Whatever, not important. But what is important is when I met my husband, I was like, that's the kind of guy I wish I was with, and so. It had been a year and a half since his intake interview. Um, we had set him up five times. Then I became single at some point. So like a year and a half after I had, you know, had that. Mm-hmm. And Lauren was at the intake interview. So it's not like anything untoward happened. But at some point when we were setting him up. Nothing I, untoward happened.
2: Oh. You did stay with. I had to go. I had to go to work.
3: Um, you told him like, hey, then, you really want to get someone <laughs> stripped down from me right now.
2: I. No one's supposed to. I wasn't going to share that part of the story, <laughs> but but they they did stay longer. So I left, and then that's they... true. She had
1: to go. We did talk for like an extra few minutes. Um, mm-hmm. It was a
2: powerful extra few so this one on one. Like like clearly,
3: clearly, because a year and a half later, industry, what was that? This is like the reverse of the enter- entertainment industry. You had him there, and you said, <laughs> "How are you going to? Oh yeah, yeah. How yeah. Are you going to?" get someone on this show yes exactly
1: so what what ended up happening is a year and a half later i just for whatever reason when i became single i could not stop thinking about him and i think part of it too um he was a little bit flirty through email after we set him up i think
2: yeah and he was definitely not flirty with me whatsoever Um,
1: he said to me through email and i remember this clearly because i was on vacation with the dude in hawaii and I was in my hotel room. I remember getting an email because I'm a workaholic and I was checking my emails at the Four Seasons. And I remember getting this email of him being like, hey, I don't want you to think that I'm the worst guy, the worst client ever. Like, I really do believe in this process and I trust you ladies. But, you know, these women, he's never made it to even like a second date. I don't think with the at the time with any of those four. And he was like, I just, I'm not that picky. I want someone little and cute like you, but Mm. I'm not saying that I'm not that, What did he say? Like I'm not, you're not that cute, or I'm not that picky. Like he started like rambling. I forget exactly what it was, but he was like walking it back. But the this thing is, is it all was, in
3: one email. They's I was gonna say rambling yeah, in an email. Is interesting. So you asked
1: favorite rom com, right? Like this is very rom y He uh, was rambling in the email, but like you can edit an email. He did not right, have yeah. to hit the send button, and he sent it. And so this it's like a voice
2: memo or something. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah right? right. And so I heard uh, your bit on on a previous podcast about who of you does not like voice memos. Me. Yeah, if, if I, hate I hate voice memos too.
0: yeah, especially. They're I the like worst.
1: Them. You want time to actually, anyway, I know this is limited. You have like a few minutes left. So <laughs> um, I read this email and I remember being like a little giddy about it. And I remember thinking how inappropriate it was that I had any sort of reaction to it while I was in this relationship. Mm-hmm. Even though it was like an email with a guy that I met a year and a half prior and it had been strictly professional. So what I did, um, being the person I am, is... I Lauren didn't even realize at the time, but I basically handed him off to her. I was like, I, I'm in a relationship. I should not be working with this person. I think Lauren should set up his dates. And I forget what I told you, but I was like, can you take point on his dates? Because sometimes we I build- had no
2: idea. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, also because of the five, ten, and plus rule. I just I had that probably factored into me not thinking anything of it. But yeah.
0: What, yeah, what so is the fi- what is it? The 510 rule. Well, she oh, at the, the time, oh, the height rule. Sorry, at the sorry, time sorry. she had a height yeah, rule. Yeah, I got you. Yeah,
2: and he was shorter so
1: it like didn't even occur to her that I was really into him. And so when I became single and Lauren had been working with him um, separate from me, and I think at one point he even emailed me and he was like did you just break up with me over email. Like just he's a funny guy or whatever, but um he was like I think self-conscious about the email he sent. I was like, "No, no, I've just been busy, Lauren's setting up your dates." But then when I became single, I kept thinking about him and I I went up to Lauren and I, we were like uh, wait. on sunset somewhere. Yeah, sunset. Yeah,
2: yeah, near that um, Estrella. Yeah, we had
1: just been to Estrella. Is that even still there? I don't know. So, <laughs> Lauren, this is vital to the story whether or not Estrella still exists. So, I had said, look, there's a client that I had never asked out a client before, and neither had Lauren. And I was like, is it really, you know, bad if I ask out a client on a date. But wait, you,
3: but wait, wait, you sabotaged this guy's first four dates. <laughs> That's
1: what he said. You definitely did. That this is what he said. This poor guy's like,
3: listen, I'm not that bad. In it, all and se- you set him up with the worst candidates on purpose, subconsciously. So,
1: that is what he says. In all seriousness, I love the women that I introduced him to, and I actually think they're cooler versions of me. So if anything, I think they... You can probably attest to that. They are cooler versions of me in some ways. I'm not gonna
2: like, confirm or deny. Some
1: of them are friends <laughs> of Lawrence. <laughs> so... But I genuinely, like, I was thinking, oh, I'm in this other relationship. I think he needs, I I did think he needed someone like me. And I think I really liked those women. And I was like, he needs someone like that. So maybe. You were maybe,
3: super monitoring these dates. Like, what went wrong? How could I not? I was
1: at the table over. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So I said to her that, you know, I wanted to set someone up. Um, I wanted to go out on a date with one of the clients. And, and, and I she was, was like, like yes. I know, it, I know who
2: it is. Right. And she, she did not. It was a different guy. And so.
0: <laughs> Actually, you actually was it a different guy.
2: It was a different guy who had also told me that he thought oh, that she was a hottie as well. A lot of our clients have the, have the it's, an, it's an authority
1: figure thing. I'm very convinced <laughs> because, yeah, it's like, you know, your teacher, your matchmaker, whatever. So, but anyway, um, it wasn't the guy Lauren thought. And I was like, oh, I'm intrigued by that guy. Maybe I should go out with them both. I was like recently single. I'm like, let's do it. Would but you have to
3: pay for? For the service through Lauren. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm waiting for my fee. My, she should my have charged
1: me. Did not. Did, I don't know what you were thinking. Bad business. But yes. Yeah, but so we're I, not good at
2: that. <laughs> Remember, we talked about this. We're all about the love. All about
1: the love. So I ended up um, emailing him, which I had never asked a guy on. How much time is left? We're good. We're good. We have okay. a couple. I, I had never, um, ever, other than like a Sadie Hawkins dance in high school, I had never asked a guy out on a date in my life. And so I knew though, A, who's going to ask out their matchmaker, right? And B, I guess the last season of Frasier, I think that's what happened. But other than that and Hello, Dolly, right? Like who's going to do that? And so um, I could tell by your faces you have not seen Hello, Dolly. It's a great musical. Check it out. (laughs) Um, Other than that, who's going to ask out their matchmaker? And then additionally, like how would he even know I was single? I was afraid to advertise it because I'm supposed to have figured out my love life. I'm helping everyone else with theirs. And so... I'm like, okay, I guess this is the one scenario where I'm going to have to not be traditional and ask him out. And also, fuck it. I was in this three-year relationship with someone I thought I would end up with. And now I'm like, whatever. Who cares? If it's like a fling, which isn't even my thing, then great. You know, I'm really into this Dave Kuba guy. Let's see what happens. And I emailed him and I said, um, I think I said, uh, how was Coachella? Because I knew he had just been. I didn't um, know Coachella was a part of this. Yes. he. That was your opening he, line? Yeah, I think a, I said. That was a
2: good one, Janie. Oh, no, no.
1: I didn't. I didn't. I actually, no, see, I'm not that cool. I didn't say how is Coachella.
2: Yeah, because I I, yeah, that would be yeah, totally new to me. Yeah,
1: that is. An, I said, how is the single life treating you? And he said, I just got back from Coachella. Um, he said, I think I'm finally over it because he had been like five years in a row. It's like, I'm ready for the next chapter of my life, dot, dot, dot. But what does this mean? Mm. And I wrote, it means you should take me on a date. Ooh. And then I, Whoa, <laughs> I nice. said, um, I've never been that bold in my life. Wow. And I said, P.S., I'm aware of how unprofessional this email is. And he wrote back, I'm reporting you to the Better Business Bureau. <laughs> oh,
0: that's on. And yeah.
1: yeah, it was on. And so um, the other thing that I thought was really cute is, so I said I knew all this stuff about him. It's because I did his intake interview mm-hmm. with Lauren. And I knew everything he was looking for in a person, which is such a huge unfair advantage, mm-hmm. that he flagged and he texted me because we took it off email, and he was like, hey, before our first date, I feel like it's only fair to be on an even, even playing field. Is it okay if I ask you a few questions? Mm. I was like, that's fair, sure, and he copied and pasted our question.
3: <laughs> Smooth, I love it. Yeah, what was a three-drink guy. That's funny. The Why was he known as the three-drink guy?
1: No, he had said when we met with him that he wanted a Latina non-Jew who enjoys a good cocktail or four and he didn't say the Coachella thing, but I think most women he dates usually like go to music festivals and stuff. I am none of those things. I am Jewish. He's Jewish too, but he did not want to – it's like reminded him of family or whatever. Um, I guess I was an exception, but that was the story he told himself. <laughs> and uh, I just was none of the things. I think his previous girlfriend or fling had been in Mexico. He was filming one of the um, – It was like the he he's an unscripted like Lauren he was like filming I love money part whatever in Mexico had a Mexican fling and he's like I want a Latina woman and um, so it's all these things. I was none, but I asked him out, and, and now we just had our kids celebrate her one-year birthday. So D-bolism. it worked out. D-bold.
0: Well, I was going to say, that's kind of a recurring theme. I feel like a lot of people, like they say when I said, fuck it, and I didn't care anymore, that's when I yes. found like my husband. That's Cassidy. when you're, when you're like, most confident, Yeah, we, too. There's like, plenty of stories uh, like that. Yeah, yeah, so
3: we partnered with someone right now who's doing 28 dates in 28 days. Nice. Right? Mm-hmm. And then our last guest, Gabby... Gabby,
1: oh, we know her. You Gabby said is Kanzi. doing. But yeah, we love Gabby. So, Gabby, we can say because we're in her book, she was a client of yeah.
3: yeah. So, she had done yeah, X yeah. Men dates, and X amount of days, and met her husband. Yeah. After Sorry, the I thought you said past tense. So, but I, yeah. So, so she met her husband on the last mm-hmm. or the day after she did all of her dates. So, exactly. I guess it works.
1: Yeah. We there's something about I didn't know if she dates. was on. Yeah. She was oh, great. That's awesome. Yeah. We yeah, had a good time. Listen. Yeah.
3: Um.
0: Yeah. I think, I think that's all we got. So, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Appreciate you guys coming on. Yeah. This has been awesome.